0: Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Visionary director. I was going to say. Levinson. From visionary director Sam Levinson. Today we are reviewing Malcolm and Marie, which is now playing on Netflix everywhere. Um, one uh, gotta be one of the most obnoxious things to ever happen in most movie trailers even from directors who i feel like are deserving of i mean is anyone deserving of visionary director um but th- yeah i i'm not saying we went into this movie going uh oh, you yeah, i did but,
1: because of us, not because of the trailer but because yeah. of fascination nation which i yeah Not a fan of, and neither were you. And and I I hated hated it. Worst movie I saw that year, I think. Like, was it me? Did I not get it? Is it a generational thing? Maybe that, like, maybe I'm I'm now quote unquote too old to get it, or 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 are the children wrong? You know. Um,
0: No, I think you were right, Eric. (laughs) I think you were right. Um, I will say that, like, just this is better than Assassination Nation, but that's not a well. That's not a high bar. Um, But, I mean, let's just get right into it, Eric. What is Malcolm and Marie? So Malcolm and Marie is
1: basically Sam Levinson um, using African-American characters as surrogates for him to grandstand and (laughs) set out this diatribe for nearly two hours and basically saying – I make great work, and it doesn't matter what I talk about as long as, as you know, it's coming from me, and it's coming from a place of artistic value.
0: Passion, yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, John David Washington and Zendaya play uh, the titular Malcolm and Marie, and they are coming back from uh, at a movie premiere in Los Angeles, and they are staying at the um, Caterpillar House in, in Carmel. And, um, as they are coming back, there's a little bit of tension between the two and you're, you know, quickly to find out that, uh, Malcolm did not thank, uh, Marie, uh, during, uh, his introduction. Uh, to the film during the premiere and uh, you know, they arrive back home at around like one o'clock in the morning and um, as she's making mac and cheese for them, uh, which is the best part, I think, of the movie um, just seeing that mac and cheese in black and white. I mean, that's, that's artist craft
0: here. dinner here in Canada
1: Afternoon here. Um, you find out that there are more tensions going on that uh, this uh, toxic relationship has been, um, Strained even before that, with you know the idea of authorship and authenticity coming from the story, the script, and and the film that uh, Washington's character has made, having been heavily inspired by Zendaya's character, who is a recovering uh, drug addict, and sort of taking certain pages from her life to project on the screen and again not giving credit where credit's due and over the course of this night you find you know or you have scenes where there are these monologues of you know like i should be able to do this because in so and so and it doesn't matter who it is and why as long as it's good it's it, it's just it just feels like it's this whiny brat of an oscar winning filmmaker
0: justifying nepotism and also why he but weirdly never weirdly never addresses nepotism in the movie talks about a ton of other things
1: not not in the not in the sense of like oh like um you know i'm i'm following in you know the footsteps of of this person or like a family member yeah but You know Zendaya's character does call out um, Malcolm for kind of playing the quote unquote stereotypical race card of like you know not being an educated African American man and things like that, and and he actually had a very good life growing up and things like that. So there's a like that privilege thing that's being kind of called out, but again, like it's just weird when you think again both Zendaya and Washington. Our producers so they probably had quite a bit of input in terms of collaboration but it's just weird when you think about like uh, you know a, a white cis filmmaker
0: telling this story and but he even addresses that in the movie and, and that's why the movie's kind of like up its own ass really like it's just he thinks by him discussing that in the movie that that kind of like, well, okay, I'll just address that in the movie. Cause I know people are, I know critics will call me out on this. So why don't I attack critics and also address what I already know they're going to say about the movie. And I think that's what like, ultimately I'm, I, I didn't hate the movie. Um, I'll give it that, I guess for me, it's a very soft pass Um, and I'll get to my final score later, but like, yeah and like to me it's like it's carried by obviously the charisma of john david washington and zendaya but like um to me that yeah i think the script and the dialogue is what is so far up its own ass that it's just kind of like takes you out of you know what could have been some you know really solid performances or a good character piece or, or or something like that and like uh I, I liked the cinematography in black and white, even though, again, the movie's kind of up its own ass throughout the whole thing. But, um, we should also mention that, that, that is truly just purely an aesthetic. Pretentious. Yeah, no, the whole thing is kind of pretentious. And then like, um, I, I don't know. It's the, really the dialogue in the, in the script where I'm like, I actually did, you know, I, I again, going back to their chemistry and the charisma between Washington and Zendaya, like I really felt like the, This big fight and the idea of having a big gigantic fight, uh, told over you know two close to two hours, hour forty minutes in real time is kind of interesting to to watch and like I do think that he kind of nailed. If you've ever gotten to a, a, a big fight with you know your partner or your significant other in a relationship or your current relationship or anything, maybe not as bad as this one because this is a pretty bad one and the, the way that they hurt each other throughout the whole thing, um, I think they kind of nailed that. You know, you fight. You there's like a, a moment of peace, and and uh, you know, but then it kind of goes back to it, and you can't get out of this vicious cycle of like once you're in this thing um, until you kind of sleep on it. You're gonna keep going if you keep going, and then you'll say some things that you definitely regret. And I think. They kind of nailed that aspect of it. What I feel like he completely missed the mark on is that it feels overwritten to the point that I'm like no one speaks like this. And no one especially like in a fight when uh, you're very impassioned and you're just emotional. Like you're never that as intelligent as they both are in the, in this movie. No one speaks like that and it just looks overly written to the point where I'm like Okay, you're not like these monologues about, you know, critics or you like you said privilege or or race or or whatever. It's just like they're so you can just see someone typing them out and someone acting them out where it doesn't feel natural. Like the fighting part kind of did the way that they come in and out of the argument and how each Moment of is is broken up by you know a cigarette and them kind of extending a little bit of a, a handout to one another, but then kind of getting back into the fight. That part I feel like felt authentic. <laughs> um, Fuck you. That? That's a me- I I did that on purpose. Um, but I just uh, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm kind of making fun of. Um, and he would make fun of me too. Um, but I just felt like it was so overly written to the point to what you said where it just feels like so far up its own ass of feeling important or or you know wanting to get this out of whatever he had on his mind that he's like I'll just put two characters and I'll uh, they can say whatever I want them to say and that's the stuff that annoyed me in it even though I I do like um john david washington i do like zendaya i like some of the aspects of it and i feel like it is kind of watchable even if it's not super great um which is ultimately why i'm giving it like a soft pass but like to me it it, the the script and what the characters are actually saying just made me roll my eyes um more so than you know go oh yeah this feels you know like uh, real (laughs) right yeah it's it's overwrought and it mistakes that for
1: being like thinking that it's it's raw and it's real yeah. and it's about you know people in this relationship that probably shouldn't be together, but at the same time you know like there are things that they just they, they can't get away from each other like they can't get away from this argument and um i I think the performances are good I think John David washington's character has more of an arc or more of kind of a, an interesting sort of teetering between playing kind of you know somewhat empathetic and understanding to egotistical and to at times very vicious uh yeah. when he feels that he needs to you know attack zendaya for you know saying like you 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 stole basically from me and like there's nothing of you in this and like you wouldn't have this story if it wasn't you know for me and having the life that she had lived um I, I just kind of feel like overall though, like even even some of the the way like some of the the pans and direction, like it being in a single location, I think is a good thing for this movie and a good thing for him as a filmmaker because it, it traps him in the location and he won't do any of these erratic jump cuts. Stylistic stylistic choices yeah. that he kind of did with the spattering of of Assassination Nation. But there's still sort of camera movements where it's like he can't help himself that he has to kind of like over embellish the shot in some way or another and it's like okay i, got, I gotta I got have the camera move at some point or and it another it needs to be
0: outside and yeah. you need to yeah like, but it's to still panor- gonna be like
1: you know my version of a john cassavetes film american yeah. you know new wave but it's still gonna have a pristine kind of sheen to it and it just felt so immature and student filmy to the point where like it just it got on my nerves and like I, I agree I don't I, I don't, don't, I don't disagree movie, but at the same time it's like every moment where I was giving it a little bit of like okay like I I, I like this because of the performances or like at least it's, you know, not exhausting and not saying anything. It is trying to hone it in, but it's also so passive aggressive in who it's attacking that I almost wish it had the balls to actually call out names. Because, like, when it comes to the film critics, they hint at certain people, whether it be David Ehrlich for Indie Wire or um, Katie Walsh, who was writing for the Los Angeles uh, Times at, at that point. And I think that's like it, it, her the review. Two
0: people that, yeah.
1: Her review for. Um, assassination nation. I don't think David or like actually even reviewed assassination nation. Um, and like, I almost wish that they called them out by name because it, then at least I would be like, okay, well, at least you're 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 don't still- be a coward, <laughs> yeah, don't don't cheap out on this. Like, actually, like name names It'd be like, these Call are the-
0: us out, Sam Levinson,
1: <laughs> exactly. And I'm not against film critics being criticized. Like, I think everybody is. I agree. Like, should be, you know, we're
0: also putting ourselves out there, right? And exactly, I feel like exactly, we're putting our we're putting our opinions out there. So I feel like that that I agree with you there. And he cannot, and, and from now on,
1: Sam Levinson cannot say that he does not read film reviews. You know, if he, if he's ever said that, cause you get a lot of people that like, oh, I don't re- read the reviews. It's like bullshit on that. That's like the one thing where it's like a lot of people do, like, you don't, you might not want to, because whether it be for, you know, your, your fragile ego or just mental health and things like that, that's fine. But like a lot of people do. And I feel like, He's one of those guys that would be like yeah I don't I don't uh I don't read reviews you know I just I just make the movies I do it's like no this guy this guy definitely reads his reviews and uh you know I mean I hear good things about Euphoria and every time I'm kind of like you know what, maybe I'll I'll give this a go I keep thinking about assassination nation and now <laughs> I'm thinking about this on top yeah. of that and I'm like I don't I just I can't I
0: can't do it you know like yeah. There's just a bunch of times where, again, going back to my, my biggest problems are just in the script. And there's a moment like I do think Zendaya is really good. But there is a moment where I literally laughed out loud where I'm like, I knew where it was going. And um, I don't know if it, it involves a knife, Eric. And yeah, um, yeah. and that scene, I think, is awful like that part of the movie and that like and just the way that some of the stuff is delivered uh, the dialogue is delivered is just kind of to me cringy and eye-rolly and that is like the epitome of what everything in this movie like i didn't hate it either and i didn't love it i'm just kind of somewhere in the middle because i do think it's somewhat watchable um which maybe i'm giving you know the bar is so low on assassination nation that i'm like all right this is fine um And uh, that scene, I was just like, the minute it starts, I'm like, all right, I know exactly where this is going and it's, it's not being delivered well. And the payoff to this, which I already know it's going to get to is going to be like infuriating. And of course it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And I was like, is that really what you're showcasing there? And then he like this revelation, like, I'm like that scene, like you can tell the minute that it happens that I'm like, oh, it's it, it's overacted at times. And especially that scene, while I like them and I think they do a good job with what they're given, I do feel like because it's so overwritten that it feels overacted at times. And that is the epitome of that to me, where that scene and the aftermath of that scene, I'm like, oh God, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> and I literally said out loud, I'm like, I hate this. And I didn't hate the movie, but that that part of it, I was like, oh no. But luckily it kind of, you know, it it does feel exhausting at times because if you've ever gotten to an, a big argument like this with anyone, like th- th- those are exhausting and you don't necessarily want to sit and listen to one of those arguments for two hours. And, and it does kind of get taxing which I'm assuming is sort of the point of it by the end. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, I, I like the idea of of it even if it is exhausting but the execution when it comes down to really is like it, to me it's just way overwritten and I know I say this a lot about movies that take place in a single location but um this I could see as a a Broadway um sh- play so, and then you you recast the two actors you know every season to be two different actors and this would be an ongoing thing on Broadway that people would go see and that to me Seems more interesting and raw, and, and 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 like I'm seeing it on stage, and you never cut. And maybe there's no intermission, and it's just literally a an hour forty minute stage show that's built this beautiful set for this house that they're supposed to be in. And and if you're seeing that, well, live, it's a real house.
1: It is a real house.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. But I'm saying if it was a staged play, like right. they would build this house. I'm just saying when you, when you put that into a movie and I get that it's shot during the pandemic. So, you know, they're trying to utilize what they could. And I get why a movie like this gets made during a time like now. But that's and exactly it. I and, mean, and then,
1: I just want to quickly say, because like yeah. add to that, like part this movie was made during the pandemic. And I think that's part of like, it's, Like at least from a marketing point of view where it's like, okay, this, this is one of the first movies made during the pandemic. And in a way I almost feel like, you know, with Netflix picking it up and sort of with the, the names in it, um, it was almost like, okay, this is, this is the best so far. This is the best pandemic made movie, you know, like quote unquote that no one, no
0: one watched songbird yet. Right.
1: (laughs) You know, um, uh, lockdown is not bad. Uh, the Doug Lyman movie. Um, oh, you watched it? Yeah, it's it's not perfect, but it has its moments, and it actually uses the pandemic in an interesting way. Where this just kind of feels like we're making this movie because of the pandemic, but it's still very much like, like again, like the direction of this movie. Like I see Sam Levinson with the knife scene with Zendaya being like, "You're Jenna, you're Jenna Rollins in A Woman Under the Influence. Just act like her in that
0: scene." yeah yeah and it's so obnoxious that's like it's and and that's what i mean by like this because Broadway's shut down live stage shows are shut down so i get why you make a movie like this and that you can kind of give it a pass because a lot of the times these single location just very showy acting uh, you know uh, centerpieces like I just it's a lot of the times I'm like, this just would have worked better as a stage play, and I just don't think that it needed to be a movie. But then I guess because of the pandemic, you're like, well, we can't make it a stage play, so let's make it a movie. And, um, sorry, you wanted to say something, you're, or you're just laughing at what I'm saying? What <laughs> no, Nevis was behind you? <laughs> oh, was she okay? Um, sorry, sorry, it's okay. We're you can come in, it's all good. Um, so, I was confused at what because I couldn't see my own uh video. Um, I don't know, it's just it, it, there is a lot there that I just kind of like rolled my eyes at. And and luckily, uh, John David Washington and Zendaya are, are as charismatic as they are because I feel like they carry the movie. And if you had any, I, I don't know, any other combo of people, depending on who, who you would have cast, but um. I don't know it's so far up its own ass that it's hard to really like um enjoy it
1: yeah i I just honestly thought like again, just even in the direction, like I almost would have respected this movie more if it was a little bit just more static, like if it was just literally two people sitting at a table eating craft dinner, mac and cheese, and talking and having that conversation, but like even the staging um and sort of the the blocking of it is just so overdone, where it's like, okay, well, you know, we want to we want to keep people's interest because it's not just the dialogue that's going back and forth, but the movement within the house. And you know, we're gonna have the characters in one side of the house bathroom, and then, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the conversation where like he's leaning over the tub while she's in 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 the tub, or like even like at the beginning when they first come in, and you're seeing you know from outside of the sort of the backyard, and it kind of the camera kind of slowly pans over and like you're just like okay this is just overdone like literally like this is just like you can tell levinson when he was storyboarding this or thinking this like i gotta i gotta keep things moving within the film so it just it doesn't necessarily look quote-unquote stagey all the time
0: and it's ultimately just- that's what it ends up being yeah. even like with some you know trying to get away from that with these things that you're saying where i just feel like i maybe would have you know it, it just feels like that kind of – you said student film, but to me it's even like one of those student plays you would go see and it's like sh- a, an actor's showcase and you're just like uh-huh. – Like, call this movie
1: Mac and Cheese and I would have given you like a th- three stars just for that. Like, even calling it Malcolm and Marie just kind of like, you know, like, oh, we're trying to be like a late
0: 60s, early 70s, again, American New Wave movie,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: It's uh, I don't know. I, I thought it's not horrible. Didn't really like it, so I'm kind of caught in the middle. But I never once was like, "Ugh, I hate this." Other than that one scene that I'm talking about, and I do, I did find it kind of interesting in in some elements of you know a real time, very big fight between two people. But it's just some of the stuff they were saying in the dialogue is just like. Um, I keep saying overwritten, but it just kind of was like, no one speaks like this and no. especially in a fight. So, um, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a soft pass. Like I said, I'm going to give it a three out of five, but, um, that's me being kind of generous. And my two and a half out of five is also extremely generous. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening uh, Eric and I just wrapped up the 2021 Sundance Film Festival uh, we would love for you guys to go check out all of our reviews from um, from Sundance so please go check those out right here on Untitled Movie Reviews uh, we have two more podcasts we would love for you guys to check out Untitled Movie Podcast which is our flagship show we'll be doing a Sundance wrap up about the whole festival with our friend Daniel Baptista from the movie podcast um, as well as we have another show called Untitled Movie Conversations which is our interview show uh, we would love for you guys to go subscribe to that as well. Follow us on all of those social medias at Untitled underscore cast. Um, and please drop us a review if you would be so kind on your podcast service of choice. As always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck.
1: And I'm Eric Marchand. you can find more of my video reviews at RogerStv.com com cinema scene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time, Zendaya is Michi.